fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, laugh, and other things we like. Got right in my eyeball. <laughs> That's never happened before. Oh, boy. That's the first intro I've messed up that we're going to have to keep. Everett? How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm sorry about that. It was it was inadvertent. There was no way to plan that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing if I had the ability to do that. Uh, no, I'm doing really good. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I, what, what else to say? I'm fine. I'm great. I, you haven't asked yet, but I'm great. Today, I put my seven-year-old, who was on summer break, to work. Put him to the I, paces. I set out to make him regret summer break. I, I set out to make him hope that he has to go back to school tomorrow. Uh, turns out he's a great worker. He's not good at it, right? Like, but he's just he's willing to put the work in. Uh, he didn't do a good job. I mean, but it's he relative. didn't. But he's seven, right? Like, he, I can't expect him to do a good job. So I went and got a real mower. Uh, we did a lot today, actually. Um, and he was there, right beside me for all of it, except when he took his lunch break, which you know he's a union man, so that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I but I swear to watch a seven-year-old try to walk a straight line and push a lawnmower. Is is the the thing that nightmares are made of? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not easy. And well, no, it, it it is easy when you're mowing the lawn because you have a really clearly marked stripe from your wheels going the other direction when you turn around. And I'm getting like, like, dude, you keep saying okay, and you keep acknowledging that you understand. In fact, you're repeating to me the instruction that you're receiving, but you're just somehow incapable of following it. What the fuck is the matter? And then I stood next to him. And as it turns out, when you're the the height of a seven-year-old, you actually can't see that subtle color change of the pressed grass in the direction. So he honestly, there's no way he believed he was walking a straight line because you can't go kitty corner in in a curve, like an arc, and be walking a straight line. That's just not a thing. But he didn't have the, when when you mow your lawn, and you have the indent of the wheel in the grass, he didn't have those index marks on which to, to guide himself on the opposing lap. Because I got down side by side with him. I was like, look, do you see? Okay, now I see the problem here. You're just simply not tall enough to see the thing that you need to see to to walk the straight line on the lawn. And at that point, I was like, fuck it, man. Go wild. Just get down low. Look for the mohawks in the grass. Cut those down. <laughs> Make sure it's all... Get all the long stuff. Yeah. So, uh, whoa. That, that's fascinating. I didn't know. I was, I was kind of surprised by it. And I felt a little bad. I apologized. I was like, look, dude, I'm sorry. I thought you could see something that I can see. Turns out you can't see it because you are literally not tall enough. Because you're, you're seven. And no, not because you're seven. And this is the first time you've mowed the lawn. Because you're not tall enough. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, good. That I mean, I guess that's a good start. But he's so he's worn out. We did a bunch of other stuff today, and he is exhausted. He does not want to go back to school tomorrow. He wants another day of summer break, the, even if it's like today. Is, is he going back to school tomorrow? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish he was, but he's not. Well, Andrew, as much as I'd like. To talk about lawn care. I mean, genuinely, actually, 
would love to talk about lawn care. That is not what these folks have tuned in for. We're we're it's what they're paying for. We're talking about watches today. Adjacent, maybe. We're talking about watches today. And for that topic, we've got a guest. It's been a few weeks since we've had a since we've had a guest. Mm-hmm. It's I feel fulfilled to have a third person in the room with us. It does make things a little less awkward. Even even if that is by way of Zoom. Uh, we've got a special guest. We've got the founder of Watch Crunch, Max, with us. Max, how you doing today? I'm good, guys. Thanks for uh, for having me. Uh, one of the founders. Uh, there's there's four of us. Excuse and, me. Uh, that that is something actually we we knew and have even discussed. So. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. No. It's uh, it's really nice to be here. I. I, uh, I you know, it was a fascinating story for me as well. The 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 lawn care and and uh, I couldn't help but but uh, just think of you know a watch sort of metaphor uh, for that. And I just think uh, you know all of us we're all sort of uh, there's a little seven year old in all of us kind of uh, trying to to find our way uh, in terms of our our preferences in watches. And and I feel like I've been going in that weird arc for many years and. Um, starting to gain just a little bit of clarity. You, you know, there are definitely no lines on the lawn of my watch collecting journey. That is like squiggly marks, full U turns. Yeah, no, I, I I can relate to that also. So I like that. That that will not encourage any more mercy, though. Well, <laughs> well, so Max, we've commented on your lighting. The folks at home are not going to be able to see it. It is really good. I gather you're at about the same time of day. We're we're in the we're in the rough United States, are you? You don't have to dox yourself. Yeah, but I'm, you I'm can give Seattle. us your address if you want. <laughs> yeah, send watches. <laughs> uh, I'm in I'm in Seattle, uh, and uh, I've been in Seattle for over a decade, and uh, and I I think we're in a similar latitude, and so our suns will be setting around the same time. I think. I think I think you're right. We may just get we 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 may get just a little bit less. Uh, yeah, just a do. touch less. <laughs> yes, but the, the the winters are long and the summers are gorgeous for both of us. Yes, indeed. That that's right. Uh, so so uh, this is maybe one of the more important questions uh, you'll get today. Are you a Seattle Mariner fan? You kind of have to be. We we uh, you know I feel like once we lost the Sonics, it's just kind of like uh, whatever you can get. Um, and I've I feel like I've been uh, kind of um, channeling the the Sonics to come back ever since mm. I arrived in the city. And and there is some inklings that that might happen within the next one to five years. I've heard the rumble. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it seems like the time is nigh. Uh, well, great. So you're you're allowed to stay on the show. Um, we're not going <laughs> to end the Zoom meeting quite yet. So, Max, we we've introduced you. You're one of the four founders of Watch Crunch. Uh, why don't you just tell for for someone who's never uh, heard those words used in in connection with one another? Why don't you tell the folks at home what Watch Crunch is? Yeah, so um, this was, a, I guess you would call it a sort of a grassroots project that took hold sometime before the pandemic. And, uh, um, and I can't claim sort of original idea for it, but I was sort of brought on early. Um, and, uh, and really, it was 
some, you know, friends, um, watch friends and you know, um, sort of got together and were kind of complaining about um, our collective experiences uh, as far as um, being able to have uh, an avenue to communicate with other enthusiasts, um, you know, in a in a way that was conducive to discussion and, and positivity. And, and we just kind of felt like unfulfilled and, um, you know, uh, within the sort of a founder group of handful of guys, um, there was enough expertise in different areas like, you know, software development and, uh, uh, and for me, you know, sort of doing, you know, video production things like that, that we, we kind of thought at some point that if we just join forces with our powers combined, we could probably come up with something that was better than the status quo. What uh, did you, did you just quote Captain Planet? I, I, I tried and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you picked up on that. You, you paraphrased <laughs> it in any event, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we got together, put our heads together and resources um, and uh, and just thought, you know, we're we're all kind of a little bit bored, um, stuck inside. Let's let's try to let's try to build something. Let's try to try to kind of uh, give back. Let's try to use our collective experiences, positive and negative to to maybe um, offer something for the community um, that was worthwhile. And so so that was sort of the genesis of Watch Crunch. Well, well and and so. I think that's I think that's actually similar to you know the way forty and twenty got started, right? It's like we can't find the things we want, and so let's be let's let's contribute that thing um, so, so that other people that want that same thing can can have it. Um, I, I don't think it answers the question about what Watch Crunch is, um, yeah. and, and and I think you you guys are deliberate about not calling watch crunch a forum and but in in many ways it at least to me resembles a forum uh in, in a lot of meaningful ways how would you describe what watch crunch is and to the extent you do avoid that term forum what's the significance of that you know i guess i'm not allergic to the word forum i think maybe you know amongst us there some people detest uh that more than others um i i think i think the avoidance of, of the word forum is twofold number one i just think a lot of us have not had great experiences on forums and so associating with that word is almost just like cornering yourself um, and then the other thing is um, in our experience forums oftentimes are built sort of on a generic kind of um, you know basis and and then um, and and really the idea with watch crunch because we have um, at this point a, a team of developers um, is that to to make the platform I guess platform is probably, um, the word that we like um, that is much more specific to watch content um, and and really optimized to uh, you know I think of it as like the best marriage between a forum and like Instagram mm -hmm. right sure because it's <clears throat> those two are almost at polar opposite ends of the experience for me um, forums are very text rich, very knowledge rich, and Instagram is very 
image rich and very emoji rich. <laughs> and, and so the question is, well, there's pluses and minuses of both. So how do we take the best of each one? And just to give you an example, if you haven't been on WatchCrunch, so it's watchcrunch.com. Right now it's, it's a website, but it's very much a website that's optimized for mobile. And so, it, you know, it, once you're in the site, it almost feels like an app. The it, app is yeah. being developed. Yeah, right. it, it does feel it does feel like an app. Even even the the, the my browser. So I'm an Apple user. Mm -hmm. My iPhone browser back and forth buttons, by and large, work better than I expected them to. Yeah, and that was that was the idea from the beginning. And um and 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 you know I think so we we have like we have like app people now that's literally working on converting all the details into app form and as you can imagine that takes time and resources but but that is very high on our agenda um but in any case um you know I, for example um a feature that we launched um uh, which is sort of hashtag what are you wearing w u r w right um because one of the things we saw was a lot of times people would just post a wrist, wrist shot, right? Uh, without a lot of content. And, you know, like we're pretty democratic about just, you know, whatever you want to post goes uh, goes up and then the algorithm decides like how far to push it to, to, to new users, depending on other people's reaction. But, but we wanted, um, we just saw that there were so many sort of wrist shots um, without a lot of content. And so, so we created this basically horizontal scroll bar right and and it prompts you to upload your daily sort of wear this is what and i'm then, wearing today right yeah all you you just want to throw a picture up there and it's going to stay up for a few hours people are going to see it and then if they want to see what everybody else is wearing you know what the 150 other people today are wearing they can just click on that and then it would go into like a regular thread format and so so you know these things i think are missing on other sort of generalized platforms that are sort of, you know, um, not tailor made for for watch content, and really that's that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build something that's like by watch nerds and for watch nerds. So what I'm hearing you describe is a social media platform hyper hyper focused on watches. Is that is that a terminology that you're trying to avoid? Because we you you mentioned Instagram, you mentioned forums, but you haven't yet said, you said platform, but you haven't yet said social media platform. Is that, is that an identity that you're trying to disassociate with? Or is that something that you're just kind of, I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, I, I think I mainly don't even really personally understand the word social media anymore. I accept. Um, and, and for example, I make YouTube videos. So like, is YouTube social media? I, I've always sort of struggled with that. And to me, um, you know, I think I wouldn't say it's even hyper-focused on watches. I would say it's solely focused on watches. It, like Watch Crunch is not going to be about anything else but watches and the people around those watches. And, the, um, it, you know, and social media to me um, has the connotation of like, you know, this is my profile and I'm engaging with you, your avatar, like the person behind that profile. And certainly um, that's part of Watch Crunch. Uh, but I think whatever you want to call it, ultimately the idea is, um, is to build community. I think the, the, you know, what I really got out of like two, two, two plus years of social isolation 
um, and this hobby was that um, I felt like I wasn't alone, you know, like I felt like there were people all around the world that I was in contact with almost on a daily basis um, that really uh, gave me this community that maybe, you know, a lot of people lost during uh, so much, you know, uh, mm -hmm. time quarantining. And so, so, and I think we want to take that energy and, and really build on it. Um, it, you, I mean, you, you can sort of tell, right? Like if you go to a forum and maybe you go to like a sub, you know, topic or whatever, there's like characters there, right? There's right. like the frequent flyers, there's the people and you know, like the power users. Like, yeah. You know, like the temperament of different people, you kind of know, you, you, you get much more of a personal interaction and, um, and just, you know, within sort of half a year of launching, um, we, we, we have that, sort of um, community vibe, right? Some guys started to do uh, weekly quizzes that he would build uh, every Sunday, uh, watch quizzes, 10 questions. And, and he would link you to the, this website where, you know, those online quizzes and you get a score and then like that would foster a discussion. And so there's like almost like scheduled programming now uh, amongst, you know, organic, that, organic grassroots uh, schedule yeah, programming. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, uh, and it's just really nice to see um, that your vision is starting to kind of take root and people are sort of taking, not just taking your idea, but taking your idea and running with it and contributing their own kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, thought and effort. And it's really, really heart heartening. So I, I think that Watch Crunch started uh, first part of 2021. Is that correct that you guys launched? We I, we I think launched at the towards the end of 2021. Okay. Um, there was there's sort of like a soft launch where some people were invited to to come in and kind of play around like a beta beta test version. Yeah. But but I think it was like October November when we really like opened it up to the public. Yeah. You, you know I will say um, in, in the day and age of um, oh Discord and you, you you know there are a lot of these uh platforms uh forum platforms and you, you know there's software that's sort of pre-packaged and you can plug your own motifs in and um it, it it was apparent to me as soon as i logged in that watch crunch is is got some features that you don't see in other places um but it, it's also got a really sort of familiar um feeling right it it, it, it you you can sort of understand all the things it's intuitive uh, for, for someone who uses the internet uh, speaking for myself only, I guess, but I assume that there were certain infrastructure aspects that you didn't try to reinvent. You did, you didn't reinvent all of the wheels when you made this thing. So can you talk us through a little bit about, uh, the technical background? We don't need to get in the weeds, but I'm curious about how does one, how does one really start that process? We want to make a form. We want to make it ours. Um, what are the nuts and bolts of that? Uh, a platform, excuse me. You, you know, I think I'm probably not sort of expert enough to talk at length about that though you know i live in seattle and it's one of these tech cities and half of my friends work for amazon um uh I, you know I, I am i am not computer uh literate by trade um and uh 
and that's that you know so so i i think i can speak in generalizations and um that's going to be just fine for us and for our audience <laughs> i <yeah>. assume <laughs> yeah um so let's go seventh grade level um lower seven, seven lower yeah there's mowing. there's the one that's perfect yeah let me try to <laughs> let me try to mow this lawn here um so so I, my impression is that um, this was sort of a ground up effort. And, and, and part of uh, the reason why I started out with the website was, was for that reason, was that I think that was the, the experience that we had. And then, and then we've over time brought in more people as we've needed more technical uh, assistance. And, um, and, and I think the, the idea was, yeah, I'm, I mean, like, you know, your basic format is, is in some way similar to a form, right? And if you, if you haven't um, looked, just, you know, I would just encourage you to take five minutes, log on and just play around. Um, and, and like you said, it's, I uh, uploaded pictures and even a bio. All right. Yeah. Bunch I think of I gave you too. like a heart emoji yes. for that. Yeah. You were, you were, you were rewarded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the currency of social media, right? Um, and yeah, it, you know, and I think the, but the goal was, was always to build in these, these specialized features so that it wasn't just like a plug and play. So it doesn't, doesn't just feel like somebody took a, you know, like, um, uh, you know, a traditional format and just, and just like typed watches in a blank space. Right. So like, if you're gonna, um, if you're gonna create a post, uh, it could be a regular word post. You can upload high quality photos, um, but you can also uh, go to like um, the the review sort of tab, and then um, and then it's optimized for a watch review type of um, uh, format where you get like you can put star ratings on like different aspects. Of you are able to to build exactly what you want by way of owning the the software. You're exactly. able to make it what exactly. you want. Yeah. And you've and like pre-formatted this, this those more... inputs from users. Like, okay, here, this is going to be your your photo and emoji post. And okay, well, yeah. now if you want to do a review, this is your your starring. Like, you've formatted that ability for them in pre yeah, that that they can just create it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very it's very intuitive. Like, um, you know, you, you I think the interface was one of our struggles with traditional forums and. And you know, uh, commandeering like Reddit or um, you know IG for watches. Those all those pain points we 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 tried to solve. Mm -hmm. And so so if you're a watch person, I think um, you know, and, and 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 you're somebody who can let's say um, you know pick up an iPhone and and use it without reading a manual. Then I think you will have a similar experience with with Watch Crunch. I'm I'm not a, a a technically savvy fella, and I, I think we've we've beat that horse to death here. Yeah, no, that's confirmed. I've I've gotten on the website, scrolled it without issue, searched things without issue, read things without issue. It is simple enough that I can do it. Yeah, no, actually, I was impressed with the search function. Um, I I, I haven't. That I was haven't, my first thing to look for failure point. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't spent a ton of time using it, and, and um, I, I didn't prepare any notes for you, Max, uh, on my on my user experience. But maybe that's coming. But no, I, I agree, Andrew. It's intuitive, right? The the things that you can do feel like they're doing the things. You, you know, unlike like for instance, watch you seek search function is 
I would say notoriously awful. Um, like most people, I think just search, they Google the term they want and they include watchuseek.com in yeah. order to, which is a much more yeah. practical way to search. Right, and right. some it of that should not be a practical way to search a website, right? <laughs> and to leave said website to then re enter said website. You, you know, I felt like. I, I felt like my experience searching uh, uh, Watch Crunch was good. Um, well, well, so you're you're what maybe six months in, seven months in at this point of of being formally launched. How are there's a lot of activity, right? At any given time, if you log yeah. in, I, I mean, yeah. I think certainly like during the the United States Continental U.S. Day. Mm-hmm. there's going to be people actively posting, you know, the most recent post will have been in the last, you know, 20 minutes, probably several posts right. per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like there's quite a bit of activity. What's your user uh, growth been like? What, what's the, um, what, how many users do you guys have? Um, you know, I don't have the latest, the most updated numbers. Again, I sort of, you can think of me as sort of the creative director. Like I, I do the, uh, you know, I run the IG account. I, I run the YouTube channel, Watch Crunch. And, uh, and so I've got my hands pretty full. I was literally just in my studio filming this guy. I don't know if you can Ooh. see it's the, it's the, the limited edition Grand Seiko SPGW277. Oh, that green is so good. Yeah, it's really mesmerizing, and I, I love I love their stories. They're like, this one is inspired by, you know, the Yak's eyebrow. From it, we we routinely make fun of the the story behind Seiko colors because it's like, <laughs> nowhere in the world does that story occur. Like you created that in order to for no one to be able to call you a liar about why you named this color that way. I mean, I don't doubt that they just send teams of people out. And to like with with uh, magnifying glasses, you know, into not the forest. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. But uh, but but I try really hard not to roll my eyes when when they're like, oh, for one day of the year, you know, on on leap years, a frost will form over these leaves. And I'm like, all right, man. It's, In it's, this it's, one <laughs> specific section, like it, it's it, it's just the altitude sufficient to for frost to occur. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a that's a pretty frequent refrain of, of <laughs> fun poking for us is the the Seiko dial colors. But I, I think I totally forgot what your original question was. It, you asked about usership. What? Uh, so I have I have two questions. So I can't be interrupted. <laughs> What's the goal? Like obviously, I mean the the goal. You you kind of talked about it when you when you opened with the identity with with what yeah. is right, and you just you, right, you really right. brilliantly described the identity of Watch Crunch and like this is what Watch Crunch is. Is is this just like a forever like create this sustainable <laughs> community ecosystem? Uh, I mean, what's the create yeah. the the usership? Why, I mean, is why, this an experiential why, these are existential goal? Questions that yeah. we ask ourselves. Um, why are we here? Uh, what does this all mean? Yeah, um, that's what that's that's the problems we aim to solve here at, at forty and twenty. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, let's get philosophical. Um, you know, I I think there was this energy to just make something. I, mean, I think we we're, we're all makers. You know, like the people on the team were just all just kind of uh, you know go getters, and 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 we all sort of um, just wanted to create something and. 
Um, and then we saw uh, sort of this angle, if you will, um, this need that really came out of our personal frustrations. And, and you know, like I, I use, I mean, I have an account on Watch You Seek, and I used to go there all the time. And and at some point, I just almost just I don't know. It's hard inexplicably slowly stopped using it um, to the point that basically now only if I can't find a certain watch to buy, I will go and and brave the search function um but yeah just, you, you know that's actually a pretty common refrain that we hear when mm -hmm. we recorded our when we recorded our episode about watch you seek with los angeles timer that was something we heard from a lot of people that you know folks sort of unsolicited would say i was at watch you seek a lot earlier sometime in the past and mm -hmm. now although i can see the value um it's something that i use as a tool as opposed to a community it's the archives it's where it's it's yeah. where i go to it's the library right and and you know when you go to the library and, and dig into the archives you don't expect a pleasant ex, you know in interface but mm -hmm. you know that's the only place you're going to get something that you need that you can't get anywhere else and sort of and, and i think inexplicably that's what's happened over time for me i think partly it's probably because we've just gotten so much better at developing apps and programs mm -hmm. that we're now used to using things that are very polished things that don't trip us up things that don't need a tutorial and uh and, and so we live in a world of just really good interfaces and and then so to jump back into this like uh, old world, you know, Windows XP kind of situation. Um, <laughs> it, it just is unpleasant, I think. And, and that's, that's personally, I think, if I was to really analyze, that's why I've stayed away, uh, unless I really have to. And so, so yeah, so so what is the ultimate goal? I mean, you know, the, the genesis in the beginning was all just like this kind of creative energy. Um, and we, we are sort of at this inflection point, right, where we've gained quite a bit of traction. People who are on there love it. We get like, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't want to self-aggrandize too much, but but we I get like love letters in my message box. People are like, oh, my God, I'm getting so much value out of this platform. And they're like, how do I give back? How do I invest in it? How do I, do you need moderators? Do you need this? Do you need that? Like, what do you guys need? Um, a lot of people are trying to like invest in the platform, uh, you know, almost huh. like angel investors. Yeah, so it's, so it's, um, it's really nice to see that people are so, have taken to it. And I think that shows that we've really touched a nerve and we've really filled a need that, that existed in the community. Um, and, you know, obviously, everybody will ultimately say, well, I mean, this costs money. Like you have to hire people to, to run this thing. Yeah. Like, how, how do you sustain it? What, what is the ultimate goal? And tech people aren't um, cheap as I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Especially with, you know, uh, us all going into the metaverse supposedly. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> for, I think computer. We're all becoming whatever. lizard people. Right. Right. And those people, you know, are, 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 um, are very, uh, um, in demand. And so, so yeah, it, it's true. I mean, you know, it's sort of self-funded in the beginning because, you know, one of, um, at least one of our founders, it, it, he, he's sort of a startup guy. Um, and so, so he, he's really taken charge as far as like the financial aspect of things. Um, but so right now it's self-funded. It's, it's not, um, 
you know, it's not making revenue, obviously. And, um, and, you know, are we going to run ads? I, I don't, th I, I really, every time we talk about ads, all of us just kind of run away. So, yeah. so I really don't want to, don't think we're going to dilute the experience with like big banners and stuff everywhere. Well, and in 2022 at revenue is, is so Next to nothing bad as to right. be, uh, you, you know, as to be a legitimate, um, is, is it worth it question? Mm -hmm. maybe not the case in 2015 but in but now it, it's it's kind of a hard thing to justify to the people tuning into your your platform right right and again i'm on the creative side of things i'm on the video production side of things and and for me you know my goal is just to drive more awareness to the site and and we believe that once people if you love watches and 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 uh and, and you love like the you know, having a community of, of watch lovers to, to talk those watches with that, that it'll be pretty much a no brainer once you use it. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think, I think the idea right now is just to get it out there, just to polish it. You know, we, we're, we're all we're doing is really focusing on optimizing the experience. I, I talked about making the app, uh, dropping that as soon as possible. You know, we just launched um, a, a poll feature this morning uh, that we've been kind of fine tuning so that you, you can, you know, you can start a poll um, seems basic, but, but actually the interface is, is quite um, significant tricky yeah. to get right, you know? Um, and so, so right now we're still just really focused on, getting uh getting the platform to the state that we're happy with that that we think is is fully optimized and and uh you know and eventually we're going to get to a point where we're um just going to be listening to the community and um hearing like what people want to see what what features people want and and the ideas i think i mean i feel like with a lot of apps and, and whatnot these days it, once you get enough traffic um you know the, the rest of the stuff kind of takes care of, of itself whether it's yeah. having investors or whatnot um and so so right now that's not the focus and, and so I, I i apologize i can't give you sort of that grandiose you know horizon um thing on the horizon kind of answer for where the ultimate goal is right now is just to make it better yeah well we accept your apologies max we do <laughs> So, so my next question, thank you for not interrupting. I really appreciate that. I, I was being uh, patient. Look, do you, that was difficult for me. I know. Okay. It's, it remains difficult. I'm going to draw this sentence out. Carry on. The first Watch Crunch YouTube video came out two years ago. And he, look at his face. He's like, where are you going? Watch oh, Crunch. Don't, don't, don't direct people to that. I'm going to take it down. So, so, but no, 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 not to that video specifically, but, but Watch Crunch, as, as I'm hearing you, kind of kind of came to an idea as a platform about a year ago. So how how are you as as a YouTube content creator getting tied into these folks who want to become a web platform? I mean, I'm going to call it social media. It's not the the term that you're using, but I I'm most comfortable with social media platform cuz that's what makes sense to me for what it is. Yeah. So how do you transition from being a YouTube content creator to becoming, a, I mean, a, a creative director now for a social media platform? Yeah, you know, not that big of a change. Um, I think so, you know, the channel wasn't always called Watch Crunch. The channel switched over to Watch <laughs> Crunch um, when we officially launched. Okay. Um, I, you know, I just, this was my like pet sort of um, quarantine project, you know, always always wanted to buy a fancy camera could never justify taking pictures of myself 
um, for that. And, and, uh, and then watches was the natural kind of uh, conduit to sort of express that. What other that things did you take of... pictures of before you got to watches? Because oh, no. the quarantine's about two and a half years old. That's an uh, inappropriate yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you... I'll, I'll text it to you later. Just Yes! Show your mom. Yeah. You, you are a handsome man, Max. So <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, we're in good company here. Wait, wait um, until I take that denim off. <laughs> I, I know you guys in Eugene are all just like uh, ultra, ultra marathon runners, so... Um, <laughs> I don't do that. It, it's running's for survival, have, not for recreation. I just have back pain from editing video too long. Um, well, so let's talk about a little bit about the about the YouTube channel because yeah. it, it's sort of an interesting. Um, it, it's it's sort of an interesting. You, you know, I think the way it's presented presently is, um, you, you know, like a platform YouTube channel. You know, sort of like what Watch You Seek. I think has. Uh, a YouTube channel. It feels similar to that, but but what we're hearing is well, it's the, better. The the wow. Oh, oh okay. So so oh, 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 I'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> it, it feels a little bit like it's an integrated part. Uh, but but what you're telling us is well, actually, the YouTube channel was something I did separately, and I've and I've brought it in. Um, which I don't think there's. I'm, I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong with that. How has that integration um, worked? For you, and how does that continue to be a part of the community, as it were? Yeah. So you know, so I had the channel, and and um, and you know, over a year before we switched it over to WatchCrunch, you know, I had already sort of joined the team, and we'd been discussion of 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 the of you know um, of this platform that they had already started to to make, you know, um, so um, and and so so that's sort of the timeline. I was sort of brought in um, at some point because it was thought that, you know, that I had the requisite skills to represent um, that aspect of the platform. You're and, the pretty face. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let my mom know that. Um, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, I, my mom the other day was like, let's watch your first video. And I just slowly shrunk into my sweater. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's borderline unwatchable. God, now I got to watch it. That's that's what I that's what happens to me every time someone who I didn't expect will say, "Oh, I I recently checked out some of your guys's podcast. I've been listening to the podcast. Someone not watch related. I I do the like, oh gosh, what a what have they heard? And b why are we having this conversation? Nobody yeah. knows I do this besides <laughs> you folks. Well, I'm sure. I mean, you know, we're all sort of in this, in some uh, somewhat of a creative business, right? In in different sort of um, mediums, and and I think we all uh, enjoy what we're doing, but we also aim to improve with every single step. Sure. And um, and that that inherently makes. Um, you know, things that you did before, uh, quote unquote, worse to you, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we're all probably pretty self-critical in that way. Um, but um, yeah, so, so for me, uh, you know, how do I view the, how do I view the role of the YouTube channel? I, I think, again, it's sort of a, a megaphone, if you will, to, to, to create awareness, to bring people in, um, and to offer value, right? Um, I think um, we believe in this product and we believe that if we can just get you to come play with it for a few minutes, that you will then uh, see the value of it. Um, and, uh, and for me, it's just, hey, let's make pretty videos and, and, uh, and have YouTube 
then bring that serve that onto your phone or your TV. And then, and then, oh, by the way, um, you know, what's watch crunch, you know, like check out this thread about the topic that inspired this video. Um, and so hopefully it feels natural and we're aiming for sort of a seamless integration. And we're always sort of playing with ideas of, of you know, how, how that works. Um, you know, just like how, you know, watch finder, right. And, and, you know, Hodinkee, and I'm not saying we're sort of at that scale, but um, you know, it, they, they're all sort of integrated into some sort of product, right. And, mm -hmm. and our product isn't buy this watch. Our product is um, try out this platform um, and, uh, and join this community. Well, how about monetization? How how are you guys able to monetize? Um, you, you, you know, because there are things that are expensive. Development, organic, ground up website development is is expensive. How how are you guys able to fund that now? What, what's your primary yeah, source so, of income? So right now it's, it's solely independently found, funded. Um, I think at some point we'll probably start investigating some of um, you know in, investments. Um, uh, you know, tech uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, investments, um, but we're not there yet. And, um, and luckily, you know, amongst the founders, we have enough resources to keep this going and we're not really worried about funding right now, um, which is a, a good problem, right? A good, good situation to be in. It's their yeah. situation to be in. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, if, if you've seen really any kind of documentary about, you know, social media platforms, uh, that, that beginning period is really critical. And if you're funded by some rich guy on a boat, well, you are um, subject to, to their whims. And, and, uh, and, and there's always a struggle between what you want to do as a creator versus what your investors want you to do and how fast they want you to make money and how fast they want you to grow. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're really lucky in that we're self-funded and self-funded by you know the original visionaries, and therefore we don't have to depart from the vision. We don't have to cater to investors who don't understand watches. You know, we're watch people, and and we're just going to do cool watch stuff and, until we run out of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you guys are growing, obviously. Um, I think your your product, as you as you refer to it is substantial uh and i think it's proven to be so and and i guess maybe all i mean by that is that people are there people are are doing it i i think you know if i said i was going to start a forum and there was going to be several posts every hour um and and if six months later that was happening i, I would be satisfied with that maybe not maybe not satisfied but i would be um happy that that it, it was successful, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So mm -hmm. with, with that said, um, how do you guys consider the growth? Is, is it where you want it to be? Um, and, and is, is there, is there a point where maybe you don't want to grow beyond? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Um, and these are, uh, sort of, discussions are happening constantly. And I, I think generally we're happy with the growth. And, and I think partly the numbers is one thing, but growing the right way is another thing, you know, like you can, you can, there's artificial ways to boost numbers on paper. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, but really we, we want, like, we want the people that are really invested in the platform, the people that 
Um, because again, the, the, we always come back to this idea of building community, um, you know, giving, uh, helping kind of watch lovers connect um, around the world um, and, uh, and, and, and creating sort of that home for them um, because it, it just provides a better experience than any other platform. I, I think that's the, that's the basis of what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I, I'm hopeful that as we grow, as the YouTube channel grows, as our, our voice gets louder within the community, as people start saying to each other, hey, like, you should check this out. It's, it's, it's really cool. Like, or check out this thread. It's really funny. Um, you know, um, as we get more awareness that that, that will compound. Um, and so general, so to answer your question, we're happy with the, the, the way things are going. Um, it's not, uh, you know, it's not like the first days of Facebook growth, right? But that's also not really sure. what we expect. And, and what shouldn't be. For. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's organic growth. It's, it's, it's growing the right way. Um, and uh, yeah, my hope is, for example, when the app comes out and, you know, um, things like that, that will draw uh, a lot of people who are still kind of on the sidelines in. How do you, how do you manage the side effects of growth? I, I think the internet is well known for uh, this common tension between, um, you, you know, the ability to freely communicate with one another. So w one of the main criticisms of Watch You Seek, well, well, there's two main criticisms, I think, of Watch You Seek. One is that um, it, it can be toxic. And, and the other is that the moderators are heavy-handed. So th those are the yeah. two criticisms I hear most often. <clears throat> I think that those actually, in many ways, might be two sides, uh, opposite ends, perhaps, of of a of of the same problem. And, and so I think that as any sort of social media platform grows, you're going to have tensions, right? Where you, you don't want to be heavy handed, but you also want to make it a safe and inviting place for everybody. Um, but a, are, are you starting to see, you know, I, I assume basically day one, you started to see some of this, but, but how are you guys managing some of those difficulties? You know, I'll, I'll just say, just to be perfectly transparent, I was on watch crunch today and I saw a thread that I thought, well, I think that this thread might not be okay with some people. And, you, you know, there was nothing overt, but, but perhaps, you know, you know, maybe even worse than overt, like the kind of like subtle things that some people are willing to say that other people might be deeply hurt by. How do you manage that as a, as a content yeah. host? How do you manage that, that difficulty? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think this conversation is, is really uh, pertinent for the times, right? I mean, you look at sort of the discussion surrounding Twitter and Elon Musk, Right. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and sort of policing and, and uh, you know, how do you uh, sort of manage the content? And, um, and yeah, it, it's a spectrum, right? It, it's, you know, on one end, you have just, what, what does he call it? A, a, you know, free speech absolutism. Mm -hmm. right? a, a, the 8chan, the 8chan yeah. method. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And on the other end, you have just over policing. And, and, and I think, you know, I haven't been on Reddit too much, but but some of the stuff I read about um, things that have happened on Reddit, where you kind of have moderators gone rogue and uh, and just completely alienate uh, entire communities, and and so you know, again, we 
we have enough experience collectively amongst the founders to have to know sort of um, the pitfalls of, of, of kind of both ends of it. And, and I can just tell you, I mean, um, you know, some of this is proprietary, um, but it's a combination of like a, a sort of AI based screening of content so mm-hmm. that the really, the really egregious stuff never even makes it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, followed by um, a, a core part of this is c- the community policing itself. Um, because we, 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 we do, um, you know, we, we don't, what we don't want is somebody, uh, sort of a feudal Lord getting out of control and just kind of banning people. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so for example, every post has a little flag, um, underneath it. And, and you, if you don't, if you don't agree with what it's saying, like you can draw, um, our attention to it. Right. Um, and then at, at a higher level, there is some level of, um, you know, uh, um, moderating by people on our end that review things that really um, trigger the, the reaction of the community. And, uh, and, and as you can imagine, there has been cases that have risen to that level where we have gone in and had to write an email, um, you know, to, to members and say, hey, look, can like, can you whatever change your behavior or whatnot um and so so there's it's multiple layers of of moderation if you will um but we do at the core believe that it's not a right right watch crunch is not a right watch crunch is a privilege uh if you're gonna live within this community you have to behave um in a way that fosters that community and and if you repeatedly um hurt uh, the group uh, then, you know, then you probably, um, are, are not, you shouldn't be allowed to continue to do that. So, so yeah. Um, so that's sort of a long-winded answer, um, to the moderation question. The, the last part you said is what I, I really appreciate. Watch crunch is not a right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a right to be here. You, you have, there are expectations of you if you want to be a member of this community. Right. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that. And and this is an incredibly complicated conversation, not not just with regards to Watch Crunch, but you, you know, uh, sort of the the common carrier question and um, free speech, and and has has something like Twitter developed beyond the point where um, it, it, it's Twitter has the right to censor anything, and and you know, th- th- it's an incredibly complicated question and so you know not not meaning to put you on the spot at all and, and i don't think we were but but yeah ever it was he was he was <laughs> yeah that's that's what i got from his body language yeah yeah <laughs> the, the the relaxed like the crossed back and um no no that's 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 a fine answer and and thank you for doing that max um as far as as far as What's next? I, I know you, you. We've already kind of talked about this. Um, you've got an app coming. I'm sure you're fantastic. One thing I think we haven't said. We haven't touched on his how great his videos are. Your YouTube channel is fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, your your video production quality is great. Um, is that all? Is that all self taught? Yeah. Uh- yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm in medicine by trade, and uh, and and like I said, I've always you're felt a, you're like, a drug dealer. 
with a pager, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pagers like, and payphones, like, all like the, the wire. Drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a physician. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, and, and I think for me, um, so I obviously don't sleep much, uh, but for me, I think, um, you know, there was a creative side of me that, that always felt like it was finding, trying to find a way out. And, uh, mm -hmm. um, and, and this was, um, sort of combined almost all of my hobbies. It was just magic thing. That was like the confluence of my love for little tiny mechanical things, my love for the aesthetics and history and, um, you know, the, the technical side of uh, video production and public speaking, all these things just somehow, uh, manifested together. Um, so when it clicked, it clicked hard. Do you know um, that, uh, do you know that meme from Step Brothers? Is, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> You're not in cardiology in any regard, are you? Because that seems like a cardiologist hobby. No, okay. no, uh, no, uh, it's more, You don't have to uh, tell us. If, 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 yeah, no, yeah. it's a neurology, so, so oh. it's even, even more. <laughs> okay, more that makes even so better that, sense. That, that kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, and so... So I think like, plus you, you add like a healthy dose of, uh, you know, OCD on top of that OCD tendencies. Um, and so I think that explains, um, in some ways the, I guess the, my standards for the videos. Um, and, uh, and, and it's, I like learning things just, you know, I think all of us within, in the watch community love learning things. Um, and, and for me, learning cameras and lenses and, you know, lighting and all that stuff, that, that's all just part of the game. What are you shooting? What, what's what's your uh, setup? So I have a I have two. My A cam is a Sony A seven four. Okay. Um, uh, also can, also watch clicker Will's A camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I have an A seven C, which is basically an A seven three in a smaller body as my B cam, uh, in you know a host of like uh, G Master and Sigma lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sort of Sigma is the third party brand of choice, I think, right now. So. Yeah. I'm still I'm still stuck on like APS-C Nikon DSLR, and then I think Andrew hasn't touched a camera in about six months. So. <laughs> I took pictures for a recent review, uh, but some of the pictures were about a year old. <laughs> they just happen to still be on the SD card. I was like, man, that's lucky. <laughs> you know, I, and my recommendation for people who want to take better photos is um, the lighting is a lot more important and a lot cheaper than mm -hmm. the camera yeah what do you um, what are you using to what are you using for your primary lights um i've got a like a aperture um whatever uh 120d oh the um, big the big boys yeah the, the big boy with the you know with the big diffuser thing um yeah. but but yeah you know like I, I i did a video on sort of taking better pictures but but lighting i mean you can get yourself a 12 dollar diffuser and uh and that will do wonders um compared to like a thousand dollar camera and so will an eight and a half by 11 picture or an eight and a half 11 by sheet of paper yeah near your subject yeah. bouncing light yeah. that's that's at least for me one of one of my biggest aha moments in taking photos was the ability to manipulate light i was like oh fuck i've that got all like, this light in this the world so much better yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and if you don't want to invest in a light, just, you know, just be near a window it, when it's overcast, which is almost every day here. But if it's not, then, you know, have like one of those um, Ikea sort of like a white kind of diffuse uh, curtains mm -hmm. you know, or, or a piece of muslin. Right. I mean, yeah. you can get like a three dollar yard of muslin and put it yeah. in the window. Your fucking curtains. Yeah. 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 I, I just actually 
purchase new lights for n- n- not for 40 and 20 or watch clicker but but for a different project i just purchased lights uh and i got video lights i got constant lights because i really like constant lighting um uh, and they were expensive right i see you know 200 ish dollars per light um but before that so we've been doing this now for for years going on four years and yeah. we've been taking pictures for at least that long, if not more. Uh, up to now, I've used like a $50 Amazon CFL kit, 5,600 Kelvin CFL with, with shoot-through umbrellas. I mean, the whole kit, stands, umbrellas, light bulbs, everything was 50 bucks. And I, we, you know, not to not to be too egotistical about That's it. That's what I've been using. Yeah, We've taken some pretty pretty fucking good pictures uh and and so you you don't like to your point that's with a APS-C a crop sensor DSLR camera I mean you can take fantastic pictures with with light and and you don't even need to spend a lot so you can take fantastic pictures with your cell phone you know like on on the Instagram account yesterday you know I was literally at a coffee shop you know, writing my script uh, for this video, uh, I like to put on a fedora, smoke a pipe, and go to a coffee shop. That's America <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, no, I was just sitting by the window and it was overcast, <laughs> but it was bright. And I just like, uh, you know, I, I looked over and I uh, snapped a quick uh, cell phone pic, uh, you know, turned down the the, the sort of the, uh, the brightness a little bit. And, uh, and it came out so well, I was like, I can, I can, you know, this is sort of insta worthy. And, you know, cell phones are getting so good these days um, that, yeah, I mean, the lenses are going to just be sort of generally too wide for for a lot of things. But but if you can and you're not going to have a ton of ton of dynamic range in your in your sensor. And, right. But the thing the thing is, like the you know, every no camera has a dynamic range of the human eye. Right. And so so it, as long as you understand that concept and you can put the camera in a range of lighting that uh, it can see. Well, then the, the pictures are going to look great. It's it's when you challenge the camera outside of that that dynamic range. And so, yeah. So for me, it's 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 about learning how to see how a camera sensor sees rather than just you know mm-hmm. taking what your what your eyes see for granted. I have I have one last thing, and it's just really it, I don't know I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but it's an issue that I have with your YouTube. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I have no clue what he's going to say. By in, the way, in I one just, of your, in, in, in one of <laughs> your YouTube juicy. videos, and this is like a this is something that I take a, a, like a serious personal offense to. You you said you've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god, we dug deep, man. So so my my cop out answer is um, when when you're working two full-time jobs, um, you, you, it's the fear is that you are just going to lose a week of your life and you can't afford that. And so you literally just run away anytime, you know, your, your, your friend or your roommate puts on an episode, right? Like when, no, I don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) We we have both worked three full-time jobs. Miss. You, Are you serious? You, Still, you've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones? Uh, not a full episode. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Not a full episode. That's hard. That's a, that's a hard. That's a hard thing for me to accept. You know, I, I didn't I didn't sign up for Netflix until last week when I really wanted to see the Kanye documentary and I just couldn't find it free anywhere else. Right, but it's not on Netflix. 
See, I I'm like taking such deep offense to this. I don't know if I can trust anything you've said. Uh, you, I, have, you, I have seen all the episodes of Silicon Valley. I, oh, great. I, okay. great I, I lived with a guy at the time who was obsessed with that show. It, it's and, and that's a fantastic that's a, yeah, show. By I the way. accept. There's not a. It doesn't equate. Right. That's not a replacement, <laughs> but that is, you know, there's some street cred recovered here. <laughs> Man, I thought I was going to get tossed out. <laughs> Max, if we gave you 30 to 60 seconds to tell us everything that you haven't had an opportunity to say today, what would you tell the folks? Um, I think I would just say, you know, check us out. Um, if, if you're, if you find yourself, um, you know, not completely fulfilled with your experience on these other platforms like Watch You Seek and Reddit and Instagram. And, you know, I'm on all those platforms, um, but but we just, you know, I come to Watch Crunch, spent five minutes, scroll around uh, and just see, I think it's pretty obvious um, how great the community is, how supportive people are. You know, we've got people running auctions to feed Af uh, families in Africa, um, auctioning off their personal watches. We've got people running quizzes. We have a, you know, one watch challenge going on right now where it's like wear one watch as long as you can, post every day on what, what are you wearing and, 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 and win merch at the end of it. And so, so it's a, it's, it, it feels like a really kind of um, welcoming community and, um, and it doesn't have the kind of the abrasiveness that I experience on, on other places. Um, and yeah, just give, you know, if you want to call it a forum, uh, you know, give it another chance. Um, and, uh, and, and you, you may be surprised. That's, that's great. Uh, and, and for my part, I've signed up as, as we've discussed, I've posted, I, I've posted, not only a profile picture, but also a background picture. And Several I've now minutes. and now I've posted my first I've got my first post in the books. So So do I do I just search mustache guy or how do search I mustache me? guy, you'll find me for sure. Okay. For sure. Um are you are you ready for this? I don't know. Andrew, other things, what do oh, you got? Oh, I'm ready for this. So I've got another thing, and it's not a new thing, really. It, it's just, it's a thing that's kind of new to me. Something old, something new. Something. What do you got for you? <laughs> uh, so I recently started a show that's available on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're going to talk about and this. I burned it. Up. I was watching it so often that I convinced my seven-year-old, mm -hmm. no, this is good television programming. We, You're going to like this as a kid. We actually know that he's got limited vision. He's got uh, disabled vision. So so he he's watching it with me, right? So this is a show he turned on on his own to watch it, which pissed me off because I had to go back a few episodes because he watched them without me. doesn't matter. <laughs> so somebody feed Phil. It's hosted by Phil Rosenthal. Uh, famously of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Right, writer, director, kind of fella. He Otherwise has, the least notable person on the face of the earth. He has no business in front of a camera. None. Yeah, that's right. He <laughs> is weird. He is goofy. Dorky. Can we say dorky? Dorky is complimentary. Okay. But it makes him adorable. Yeah. 
adorable in like the kind of way that you just like want to grab him and punch him so that you can just like <laughs> hug him and comfort him. So the whole premise of the like show, a, like a of mice and men kind of situation. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, very much Lenny. He's, he is this beautiful, gentle, sweet guy who travels the world and does a food show. It's like any of the traveling food shows you'd expect, but it's not uh, Anthony Bourdain and he's an asshole. It's not Andrew Zimmern and that he's a fucking expert. It's Phil Rosenthal who doesn't know shit about shit. He's just like, I'm here to eat. Like, give me things. He does weird dances when he's getting things that he likes. He is ridiculous. But he goes to these beautiful places has these just beautiful meals and I and I it's one of my favorite travel food shows that I've ever watched just because he, he is so detached from that academia of sure. food reviewing and, and and he he seems to be totally disinterested with with any level of cool yes he just wants that to be good and if it looks cool mm-hmm. And it tastes good. He's totally into it. But when you get these travel food shows where it's, you know, these really famous chefs, these writers, these these people in the industry, they're like, well, we're here because it's a top-rated place and they do this and that and the other thing. And, you know, I would do this a little bit differently. He does not do that. He takes a bite of it and he loves it. And it's <laughs> and the reason I love that is because... The mouthful. I can picture right now the mouth, the full mouth, like eyes open smile of unadulterated joy yeah sure exactly he's at the vegan donut place in in portland oregon and in the portland episode he's just like i love vegans now i love vegan donuts (laughs) this doesn't make sense i don't know why a donut needs to be vegan but it's vegan and i like it and that's the thing he likes everything and i'm sure he tastes things he doesn't like and they don't put it on the air but he the the unadulterated joy that he gets from everything they air him eating is just heartwarming so, so if you is, have, is that show the sponsor of the, today's episode? It is, that it is absolutely. I I wish it was if because they they would take us to Helsinki, and we'd go to Helsinki, <laughs> and and just I'd go man eat like kings. Uh, as as soon as I catch up on every episode of Game of Thrones, that will be next. Yes, you have you have two. Pro- well, you did just get Netflix. I don't know if you have HBO. That's a whole other subscription. You do have Netflix. Wait, 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 Andrew, I, might I don't mean to interrupt your other thing. I think you're almost done. You would do that. I'm going to interrupt your other thing. Max, can we make a deal? When you finished Game of Thrones, we can have you back on to talk about an update on Watch Crunch, but also to do a review of Game of Thrones is your other thing. Can we do that? He's never coming you, you, back then. You know, I th- you know, it's almost a badge of honor at this point to have, to be like the only person on on you know the the planet with the television. That's well, I, I guess episode. Watch Crunch is done for forty and twenty. You're the only person I know. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll talk offline. I, I, we can. I'm sure we can come to some other agreement where you can punish me in other ways. I like this. So my like other this. thing, somebody feed Phil. It's a really beautifully shot, super good food, charming host because he's a he's a sesame street character and 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 nothing should be the way that it is it shouldn't be as well made as it is yes it shouldn't be as charming as it is there's tons of breaking of the fourth wall yes there's like beautiful (laughs) personal storyline it yeah get after it you're gonna enjoy it max from watch crunch other things what did you bring us today other things um i think i think a, a a movie and a related watch that's been on my mind was uh, the new Top Gun movie. 
And I know, you know, I mean, it was so well reviewed that I went in kind of like holding my breath because sure. that's usually the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I did enjoy it. I mean, I don't want to downplay just how action packed it was, but, um, you know, I, I think it was also pretty cool that um, that Tom Cruise is wearing the same watch that he wore 30 years ago. And uh, which is such a great watch, by the way. It is. And I may Is he wearing have, the same watch or the same watch? So he so I've literally watched every interview to try to get background because I'm actively making a video on this uh, on the Watch Crunch YouTube channel. Um, and I've gone as far as purchasing a um, actually I had a, a, uh, a like a Top Gun uh, flight suit from Halloween last year. This is how this is how much of a fan <laughs> I've been. And so, um, so, you know, that suits you, know, you. just those just of you who can't see his face. That's that suits him. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a teaser. Um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was born in the eighties. And so, uh, so that, that may be coming, but yeah. So also, in, in, also hold, hold on. I've got to interrupt you. Yeah. Max says he was born in the eighties. He looks like he's about 27. I just want, if you haven't seen him, go to the YouTube channel. Max looks like he's 27, but go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that math works out, right? Um, and uh, what was I saying? So yeah, so he admitted in the interview that it's the exact same watch. And he said that- It is the uh, same Orfina. It's a, the, the, yeah, the director had confiscated it at the end and had personally worn it through the last three decades, given it to Tom Cruise for this movie and then took it back on the last day of filming. That's how no. much they love this watch. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can't so, believe that Tom didn't steal that shit. <laughs> that that watch is gonna is gonna auction for a million dollars. No, that's gonna yeah, that's auction gonna for the north new, of a million. That's gonna be the new uh, Paul Newman. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, it it may just be. Also, just just I think I think right now, right now. So hold on, just a warning to everybody. Right now is a good time to go get a DLC. Yeah. Porsche Orfina. Because they're, they're going to all of them on eBay. Mark my words. <laughs> this is a watch that is hard to get today, but relatively affordable. Relatively. And, and relatively is in reference to what it's going to be 20 years from now. You, This watch is going to go off at some point in the next, I, I think it's fair to say 10 years. You know, And, and, and you will not be able to find these things. And what's great is, um, you know, in my kind of obsessive research, um, that, you know, Orfina and Porsche design is not your only option. There's multiple yeah. brands that Zen. produce the same design because mm -hmm. I think they, they had sold those rights off to, you know, three different companies uh, around the courts crisis. So you can find Hoyers, you can find, um, you know, uh, the, uh, I think it's like De, no, not De Luca. It's it's like a French one. Um, so there's other companies that produce all, almost identical watches. And so so look around. If you don't find a, a specific Porsche design one, um, there's there's definitely other options out there. And you can get them with 7750s. You can get them with 5100s. Multiple right. movement options. But yeah, that I mean that watch I think is set to go off and. You know, if it does happen in the near future, I'm going to attribute that to us. Yeah, I think so. We've this done the hot a, take and the pumping. Yeah, yeah just don't just don't uh, don't ask Dan Harry. Yeah, 
I did. I did have a 1972 for a while, which I liked, but ultimately sold because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. So, if you had the DLC, I think you would have kept it. So all things said and done, we talked about Top Gun recently as another thing on this show. And mm-hmm. my review is that it was every bit as good as it should have been and probably about 10 times better than it should have been. And then I liked it from tip to tail and no objections i thought it was just a hundred percent fun for a hundred percent of the runtime what, what what's your what's your overall review you know I, I guess mine is not quite as glowing you know if yours was like a like like 11 out of 10 i think mine was more like a 9.2 okay um, it's pretty good though that's pretty good yeah yeah, yeah I, I would say mine was i would say i would give it if if i had to review it today i'd say 9.5 out of 10 Right, so, right. so he's at an eight. I'll, I'll let you adjust if you want, but um, I think I felt like I I felt more connection. I think with the characters in the first Top Gun, um, they I think maybe the new ones they were a little monotonous, maybe because they were all sort of these young kids, kind of like seen as a as a group, if you will. Yeah, um, and really, really Tom Cruise was like the monolith that guided this group of children around and and I, uh, and I just was. thought like it was <laughs> <laughs> and you know it felt like you know like Iceman and Goose and and all these other characters they were very much as um you know as dynamic as as Tom in that first one and so so yeah in the female characters like you know Meg Ryan's character and stuff and um so I think that was my thing and maybe it's just like I've I have too much nostalgia from the first one because I've yeah. seen it so many times that it's hard to measure up um to that so this is a bit of an aside, but did you guys know that Huey from The Boys is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's child? Yes. Okay, I didn't what? know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Um, well, good. Top Gun, I think we've got our second pretty pretty good <clears throat> review. Maybe a That's little a- bit more restraint than mine and, and some nuance. I appreciate your comments because I think they're reasonable. <laughs> um, I've got another thing. Do me. So my other thing is a book. I think it's been a while since we've talked about a book, books because we the don't show. read books. You, you know, we do talk about we we do read books. I, I think both of us read books. Uh, I, I think we're both on record as my my ears. <laughs> I I am reading a book called A Memory Called Empire. And this is a book, I, I think that this was a either a Hugo or a Nebula award winner, or perhaps both. Uh, but this is a recent book. It came out l- 2021. And it's a sci-fi book, because that's what we talk about. It was a finalist for the Nebula in 2019 to not get a Hugo. Oh, boy. Um, this is a... This is a, a, a book that's different, I think, than anything I've ever read. And 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 that's that's saying something, right? Because I, I think, you know, we're, we're on record. Andrew, you and I, we, we both read a lot. Um, I basically read... Oh, it won the 2020 Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I, I basically read, you know, 30 or 40 books books every year which i know some people read a lot more than that that's not a number to be super proud of but it's it's a significant it's not an insignificant number of books 52 in a year was a project that's right that's right so 
I am now at this point about 90% of the way through this book. And I've gotten to the point where I um, am like avoiding starting a show with my wife too late at night. She'll be like, you want to watch something? And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of tired. I don't really want to watch anything, You, you know, so that I can make sure that I have my 30 or 45 minutes to read before I fall asleep. Uh, different than anything I've ever read. The universe is both incredibly complex, but also vaguely enough written that you don't have a real firm grasp at it. So this is explicitly book one of a series, and which which means there are more coming, uh, uh, ostensibly. And I'm I'm totally hooked. This is. it's been at times a little slow. I think starting it, I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure I'm going to get there. But then once it sucks you in, it sucks you in so deep. The storytelling is novel. Uh, Not to give any spoilers, but the premise is interstellar ecosystem, empire, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, An ambassador from another planet another solar system another another completely other place who is shown up and has her predecessors brain implanted into her own brain and they communicate and which is which is interesting i mean there's some <laughs> it's it's legit sci-fi because you've got isn't, medical isn't advances what? Isn't that what Elon Musk is trying to do in pigs? It, it, yeah, it, it may be. It, yeah, it may, it may be. I, I mean, you've got just enough sort of scientific intrigue. You know, they're talking about, you, you know, n- neural implants and there's politics involved. Everything. I, here's what I'll say about this. Everything is. Everything is specific. As to the individuals involved. And everything outside of the direct experience of our our narrator and the direct contact of our narrator gets incredibly vague. Because it's assumed knowledge. As you it's assumed knowledge, that's right. As you move away from the direct contacts of the narrator, everything gets vague, but in a way that is familiar. Right, they tell this story in this world that's nothing in this universe that's nothing like our own. Be that because of time or whatever, so, you know, similar to to the Star Wars model, right? You see these you just people, accept it. yeah, that's right, and you just accept it. Uh, I've loved this book. If you're looking for a new sci-fi and you have not yet read this, I'd recommend it. Uh, the first book I've read from this person. So it's, an uh, inaug- it's it's the inaugural book. Can I read the uh, the Wikipedia blurb? The will first you do one? it? Will you do it? A Memory Called Empire is a 2019 science fiction novel, the debut novel by Arkady Martin. It follows Mamet Jarme Jmari. Sure. How, how have you decided how to say that? Uh, let me see. D Z M A R E. Zmari. Zmari. The ambassador from LaSalle Station to some manner of empire as she investigates the death of her predecessor. That's how I've said that. As she investigates the death of her predecessor and the instabilities that underpin the society. 
It's a familiar storyline. It's a murder mystery shrouded in science fiction. That's yeah. why it works. Yeah, and it works, and it works, and the writing is really good, really good. This is, and you know, sometimes you read a book and you're like, well, this is a fun story and interesting ideas. The, the writing could use work. The writing in this book is impeccable. As a as a as a book, as a literature nerd, the writing in this book is totally bees knees tits, fantastic. So when so Everett, when your when your wife eventually comes to bed, mm. um, are you sort of in a trance like state with exploding stars over over the the head of the bed? That does happen, but usually it's about 15 minutes after she comes. Okay, three minutes after she comes to bed. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> I recommend it. Check it out. Max, tell us real quick where to find you. Uh, find us on watchcrunch.com, uh, app coming soon. Uh, find me um, on watchcrunch on YouTube. Uh, where I will be hopefully looking at that Top Gun watch very soon. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to that video. That's cool. I'm wearing my jumpsuit. Uh, the and, only uh, way you should. <laughs> yeah, well, you know we have we have a presence on on uh, most of these watch platforms, and uh, I you know I hope to uh, have conversations and discussions and and really have better discussions than we're uh, than we're currently able to have. Um, and, uh, and that's the goal behind all of this. And I'll just add for you at watch underscore dot crunch or at watch underscore crunch on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Andrew, anything you want to add before we go? We've done it. We did it, man. I'm actually pretty proud of us. We do a good job. You here. should be. We're, we're awesome. We, <laughs> hey, thanks you guys for joining us for this episode. Of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. Just do me a favor. Would you check Watch Crunch out? This is a new website. They've got an app coming. Uh, and it's really fucking cool. I'm kind of into it. I think I might hang out a bit. Check it out. You can check us out at Watch Clicker. We're at 40 and 20 on Instagram. We post pretty, I think, pretty sexy photos. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, they're nudies. <laughs> You can also check us out at watchclicker.com. That's where we post, you know, basically weekly reviews and articles. And and every single episode of this podcast, uh, if you want to support what we do, you can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Because look, this stuff costs money. Everything, Everything we do costs money. And some of you guys have decided to support us and we think you're awesome. And we really appreciate it because that's how we keep this thing going. And otherwise, don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.